What's Your Reel is a podcast where we interview with industry-leading creatives to learn their story about who they are, how they got there, and where they want to go. We invite you to join us on the journey as we roll their reel to learn how these creatives are finding their way to success. Welcome back to What's Your Real. We are your hosts, Cameron Bushy and Andy Chamberlain. Today, we're sitting down with Sarah. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, finally. Hey, we <laughs> want to know <laughs> about how you got here. because, Well, tell, tell us a little bit about your job now. Sure. Um, so my job now is um, overseeing pretty much anything and everything that has to do with um, social media, um, graphic design, um, communications, like between public relations or um, advertising, you might call it, um, through for as a client's church. And I work with multiple departments within the church and um, work a lot with our lead and executive pastors and <laughs> um, making sure that they have things that they need. Uh, but yeah, that's, that is what I do now. How do you, I've always kind of wondered this, but never okay. asked you, how right. do you, how do you actually do, like, where do you get the materials for the graphics that you make? My brain. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm talking more like practically. Practically. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I've bounced around over the years of where I like to find stuff from. I mean, my preference is always, if I had, if it was an ideal world to use like actual, like real photos, real footage or whatever of our people and our place. Hmm. Um, but that's not always the case. <laughs> we don't always have the, yeah, that does not happen. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, library. Yeah. The imagery. library of the people <laughs> to available to capture all that because there's a lot going on. Um, so when I don't have that, I go to um, some stock photo websites like iStock, um, Shutterstock. Um, I use Adobe's stock photos and hmm. yeah. Andy and I have have begun the process of uploading yeah, I was, stock photos. I was just photos. looking into stock, stock photography this mm. week, actually. Um, I took I've, my first couple up. I've had... 11 photos on a few different like stock websites. Like you're submitting them. Yeah. I'm like yeah. submitting them for people to buy them. I've made a small fortune <laughs> of a dollar and 25 cents in the last few years. <laughs> I've had one photo that like out of the 11 that people have bought and they've bought it five times. <laughs> it's like a whole quarter, a, whole, a quarter of time. Hey, man. That's an upgrade at Starbucks right to your drink <laughs> oh that is an upgrade exactly <laughs> you got sprinkles oh my god yeah anyway that's yeah i think you got to have a couple hundred photos to start gaining some traction mm. but or like thousands yeah right like yeah. and it takes so much time to upload those things like the amount of tags and, and stuff involved anyway oh i'm sure yeah because it's all about tags when yeah. you're looking for stock yeah. photos like and yeah just trying out different tags to find what you're looking for. Yeah. Cause it's, there's usually, no, yeah. Oh, there's no good way of doing it. There's no good way of uploading. It no. takes hours and the reward is so little, you know, no, I'm not saying don't do it, but right. Definitely do <laughs> no, it. No, no, I'll give it but, a shot. Know. I found a, found a, <laughs> a blogger or a, a YouTuber who's, who shares her story about how she's doing, how she got started and stuff like that. So hmm. check in, uh, mm -hmm. checking out her profile. It's kind of neat to see, like she was saying how she uploaded the first 
hundred photos or whatever. And she didn't make a sale for 30 days. And then she finally sold one. And then the next month she sold like four things. And then it was just exponential from there. Interesting. And then I could see that because I know, um, a lot of times, even when I'm looking at stock photos, if I find one that I like, or I usually look at who the artist is or like a collection. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that makes sense to me why you would, why she would see that yeah. progression. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that would make sense. It's always a little odd when you're using stock photography and then you see that same stock photography, like in other it's places. Like somewhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> other like businesses, you're like, hey, yeah. that's our bulletin cover. Or I know. I've, I've caught that with yeah. some audio clips for videos. Mm. I'm like, I've used that sound before. <laughs> yeah. He, he, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that happened. Kevin McLeod. No, that one's all I see good. it in, oh my gosh, I see it in commercials all the mm-hmm. time now where I see music that I just used. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. Anyway. Yeah. I crazy. mean, you probably just, like we notice it probably more than other people right, do. Right. Like they wouldn't necessarily put those things like, together. I heard like, this or, before. Yeah. That guy looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, anyway, how, uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Essex Junction, Vermont. You've been here for ever. Forever. Wow. Okay. I mean, yeah, I was, my, we moved here when I was four from Detroit. Um, yeah, Detroit, Michigan. Really? Yep. Huh. Learn something Rising, new every right? day. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in Vermont, here in Vermont, and um, then I went to college, and I'm just getting into this, the how basically how I got here. That's just cool. do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you ask a question, I'm just going to keep going. So. That's fine. That's the point of a podcast. <laughs> so uh, I went to Palm Beach Atlantic University in West Palm Beach, Florida for college. And there, my, um, my uh, studying was in psychology uh, with a minor in communication. So my major was psychology and my minor was in communication. Um, psychology. That, yeah, psychology. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just I'll like back up a little bit. When I was in high school, like I knew I wanted to go into psychology. Like I knew I wanted to go into some kind of um, counseling field. I just like, I, that was part of my plan. So I'd like planned it all out that, you know, I've, when I, so again, like I'm in high school, I was looking for psychology programs and, um, it was really important for me to go to a Christian college to get a sort of a biblical worldview base, um, for psychology and then going to a grad school following that. Um, to finish that up because that's required. I don't know if you know that about psychology majors. I, I don't you know have anything to, about psychology you majors. You have to go to, <laughs> to grad school if you want to do anything with it. Interesting. Yeah. It's like a little catch. It yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. So that was, I knew that and that was part of my extended career plan was to to do that. Um, yeah, I graduated early, less semester early, really packed it all in. Wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, I really enjoyed the communication piece. I thought in my mind, I just thought like those two things that like went really well together. Like you communicate yeah. in anything and everything that you do. Right. Um, and then the psychology piece, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. Communication is probably important, important when it comes to psychology. Right. You need to be able to talk to people. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important piece of it. <laughs> <That's an> important <laughs> piece. <laughs> Unless you're like doing statistical psychology, which was not my jam. I'm not that into statistics. No. Um, though we did have a rat lab on campus that was like, when I heard we had a rat lab at first, I was like, oh, this that's cool. I wonder where what building that's in. And it was like literally a little like the tiniest little shack in the middle of a parking lot. Like it just looked like it literally looked like a, like a utility, like maintenance, like someone stored a lawnmower or something in there. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I digress, but Interesting. We that was not my favorite place, but um, yeah. So I graduated and um, came back home to Vermont. Um, I was getting married at that point and I um, had applied to several different like local grad schools and it was just the like craziest thing. So I took my, um, I took, a, you know, the standardized tests that you need to take before applying to grad school, similarly like college. Um, I did that. That all went well. And I applied to, like I said, at least there were three schools that I remember now that one that I applied to, again, this is like standardized testing. Grant, I mean, it was a while ago now, but that's all automatic, right? Like you just write down the schools and that you want that your test results go to and they go automatically. So one school got my application, never got my test results. So my, like my application was incomplete. Another school I applied to was the opposite. They received my test results, but they never received my application. The third school, this is the best one, sent me a letter thanking me for my test results and for my application, but they were shutting down the program to nice. revamp it for the year. So they were not, they were just closed down the whole program for a year. They weren't accepting anybody. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so I was so confused because it was like a giant door closed <laughs> three times slammed in my face. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I even, when I came back to, um, the church had start just started, just opened as myth counseling center. Um, and it was, I started working there. I thought like, Oh, it'll be a nice, like little foot in the door in a field, the field I want to be in. Um, yeah. So I started, but there was only, there wasn't a need for full-time work there. So I was just part-time and it was a lot of, um, it was like an office manager type of job. Um, so it was a lot of sitting and waiting for people um, to come <laughs> and that paperwork. Um, but yeah, so I was just, I was really confused and, you know, people would ask me like, what, so what's this, what's the plan with grad school? And I would get like, so almost like angry and defensive, like, because I didn't know. I was like, I I don't know what the plan is. Like this, this was my plan, but <laughs> You're right. I tried. Uh, yeah, I tried and it's just, I didn't have an explanation for it. Um, in hindsight, I a hundred percent believe that God closed that door because he had a different plan for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so at that same time, as I was working just, like I said, part-time at 
azimuth and then part-time, um, a temporary, temporary part-time position opened up at the church. <laughs> and my parents were like, Hey, there's a, a temp position here because I was, I wanted more hours than just a part-time gig. And, um, so I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll do a temp job. That's fine. And it's like, I don't know how many years later, 14 years later, you're still, <laughs> still <in> the there. <laughs> so actually I think it's more like 15 years. <laughs> Your dad's a pastor of the church, which is, he is probably yeah. a small detail. Um, but yeah, I love that. So, okay. So I actually didn't know that you had a little bit of like communications in college. Yeah. But still you're, you're like, how do you, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Just but not <laughs> like, not the graphic design piece. Right. By I see. Um, but what kind of stuff are you learning? Because like, I know people who went to commu- like a school of communications or whatever you call it, or media communications. Sure. Is that different in any way? I'm sure it is different. <laughs> okay. um, there was not, aside from, I would say like, history of communications like you know how th- how we basically have gotten where we were and you know like the the start of the written word and like how that mm. really changed history like that's a lot of what my communication was about like I took a lot of like gender communication um courses stuff like that like so it was <laughs> really not and also I'm a fairly older than both of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, like just to give you a little perspective on that, when I first uh, like entered into my, my freshman year in college, one of their like selling points, you're going to laugh, um, was that every dorm room had a share, had a, a computer, but not, like, not like a laptop, like, <laughs> a tower, big screen, like big monitor and like a full on clunky desk to go with it. Like that was a selling point. Like you don't need to have a computer because we have one for you in (laughs) every dorm room that you can share with your roommate. Um, Wow. Yeah, that did. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that did. They did. I think it was right around that time though. Like I would say, after my freshman year that stopped, like they pulled all the computers and <laughs> realized that everybody was bringing their own computer or laptop. Yeah. Um, but so as far as media goes there, it just was a little different then. I mean, Facebook, when I was in college, like I, I'm the generation that Facebook was started mm. for and by oh, if wow. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it started as a, um, a way to connect college campuses. Did you hmm. know that? No. Yeah. All the, all the Facebook info. So I have like, I don't know, four years of Facebook that's just gone. That's like, I don't know. They just <laughs> delete, like deleted it. Like, oh, wow. so it shows <laughs> like, if you look at has been, uh, you know, on Facebook since whatever day yeah. or year, it was really like three or four years before that because it was just like you had to, your, your college actually had to be um, like approved by Facebook before you could hmm. join it. And so it was like, you were kind of just waiting for your college to be 
approved by Facebook so that you could connect with other colleges across the country. So it all started with that. Well, that changed. It changed. Yeah, it did. It's Very amazing. Quickly. We still use Facebook. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> sorry. I want to go down that. Yeah, no, I want to ride that tangent a bit. I'm curious about early Facebook. Like, it encouraged you to meet people from all over the world, like a pen pal sort of thing, or uh, yeah. Again, it was mostly like, and it wasn't even like globally at that point. It was just like a across, college network. Yeah, college like United wow. States college networks. Huh. Yeah, that's so strange. Now that's you're not weird. friends unless you like met somebody generally. Yeah. With, or what do you mean? Like, I don't accept somebody's friend request unless I've physically Sure, unless you've Oh, on that. Facebook? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't use Facebook unless I'm selling something. You user? Well, dude, Craigslist makes you pay now. Oh, Isn't that absurd? I haven't mm-hmm. used Craigslist in years. That's because so. we have Facebook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you and I talk about this a lot because I'm always like, I know nothing about Facebook. Like, yeah. Like I do not know anything. Well, and you know what's funny? It's it's not I spend a lot of time there not just because they're as far as like my job goes and like our viewer base or the our reach is primarily on Facebook. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. more people well yeah, more I think more people are on Facebook or engage with us on Facebook than other platforms other social media platforms right now yeah absolutely yeah, sounds mm-hmm. right yeah but anyway i don't i forget where i was going with that well with so Facebook, you but yeah well we start, uh, we're, we're talking about college tangent yeah, yeah we we're talking about college well you've been doing this for 14 something years mm-hmm. seriously well so here's how i remember <laughs> how long it's been so i got married in the summer of 2006 and I started working at the church January of that year so I've been working at the church as a temp (laughs) longer than I've been married (laughs) I was just looking up how old Mm. I was 14 years ago you could do that in I'd your say head. That it should no. be pretty simple. I didn't, I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> I was seven, by yeah. the way. I was seven, everybody. Um, yeah, I remember. Really? Well, <laughs> I guess I have been there. You've forever. been there a while. As of you. Yeah. We've all kind of been there yeah. forever. I was 13. Yeah. You were 13? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I got into the graphic design piece, if you care to know. I do care to know. Thank you for keeping us on track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after... <laughs> <laughs> after I was there as a temp for a little while, <laughs> it was like a six month temp job. So it was a, a longer, I would say temp job. Um, but the, um, we had just hired a middle school and high school pastor and, uh, Joshua Becker. And he, um, he had an assistant that was retiring and they asked me, he asked me if I wanted to come work in student ministries. And it was a full-time position. So as much as I liked being at Azmuth for the like sort of big picture career mm. kind of thing, I, I just, it wasn't, it wasn't like 
fulfilling, I don't know how to, how to, how am I trying to say this? Like, a, I don't know if it's like a creative need or I just didn't feel like I was being utilized maybe as fully as I, I could have been. And it, by nobody's fault, you know, I mean, there just, there wasn't anything else to do and they only needed this, yeah, so a, a certain wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't fulfilling in that way. Um, so I ended up taking the position, the full-time position at the church in student ministries. And my first project in graphic design was a calendar. Like Joshua had, <laughs> he had come back. He was from um, the Midwest and uh, he came back with like a, he like spoke at some camps out there and he came back with a little like trifold calendar that had like three months worth of student activities on it. And he handed it to me and he was like, I want you to make something like this. And I remember those. Yeah. Right. See, you guys are about yeah, the right I age to remember them. Board. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I never, that was the whole Josh. idea. You just, you know, like stick it on your yeah. bulletin board or hmm. whatever. Anyway, so I got little, the bonfire coming up. Yeah. So <laughs> it was my, he gave me like total, like just free reign with a little bit of guidance with that example, like a hard copy example to create something. And it took me like forever it felt like to make, to, to do it. And because I didn't really have, and this was all too, like, you know, Adobe wasn't really, it, it wasn't really out there as far as like there, it wasn't your average person wasn't using Adobe. It was like for big mm-hmm. firms. Like I, I knew about Adobe and even then it was like really like Photoshop and, Right. Yeah, they didn't it. have the full suite. They didn't have the whole suite. And yeah. um, anyway, so I did. I made that, and it took forever, but it. I did. I did a good job with it, you know. And that became like part of my job. Just there, and then more and more things like that kind of came in where um, I was creating graphic art for students for high school students and middle school students it all starts in youth ministry it always does man. it always does yeah. seriously mm-hmm. like where you can do whatever and it <laughs> you gotta really work matter. out the kinks. yeah basically <laughs> it's kind of funny how we think about that uh-huh. it's like oh just you know next generation they can deal with it yeah. <laughs> um, and then that just evolved it evolved into um because i was and I I was able to, I will say this too, like part of it maybe because growing up in the church, in this church in particular, but I, I've always had, um, I've been able to see like the heart of things, the heart of, um, and not just church ministry, because I've done some work for other, um, other places too, where you just figuring out that the heartbeat of a place, right. Um, and how to sort of represent them in an art form like that, or, and figure out what their, their needs are. And so I was able to do that with, um, with student ministry. And then I was able to do that for like the, a bigger church ministry and, um, leadership there. So like gave me some hours in, 
doing that in like a bigger, and at that point too, the church was also outsourcing a lot of their um, graphic needs for things. Um, yeah. And then that became eventually 14, 15 years later, <laughs> a full-time deal. And hmm. it's incorporated a lot of other things like, like I said, social media sort of just, hmm. um, I mean, I think a lot of other churches, um, again, it all just depends on size and funds and staffing, but usually it's split up a little bit more and between, you know, other, other teams, but. So you were first tasked with this trifold calendar thing. Yep. And so, uh, graphic design was kind of new at that point. You were mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. Where did you go to, to learn or did you just figure it out on your oh, own? Oh, I totally just figured it out on my own. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> that was most of the time was like hours, like just playing around and clicking on things and seeing what they did. And then I mean, like that doesn't, that's not working. What were you and using? Like publisher out. or something? Yeah. So I started out in publisher, which is horrible. Still is. Still is. <laughs> <laughs> Very horrible. Um, but it was accessible. You yeah, know, it was right. like at that point, it was part of the um, office suite yeah. um, for, especially for businesses. Just what you did, it was yeah. just, yeah, it was included. It was there. And um, yeah, I think, so it was fine. It was fine for what it was. And um, then I started using Photoshop and um, more of the Adobe Suite products as they came out. And now I'm, I've, I've trashed Publisher. I don't use it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't even have it. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't mess with that. No. Yeah. So what do you spend the most time in now as far as software? Mm, I would say probably Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also because too, like I'm sure there are probably better things. And I've, I have also done, um, I, I would also say InDesign, a little bit of Illustrator. Um, yeah. Some projects, it just depends on what the, what the need is, what the project is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've got a bit of experience in both Illustrator and Photoshop as mm -hmm. well. They're powerful programs. They are. They're <laughs> a little intimidating. Illustrator is <laughs> intimidating. Yeah. 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 Illustrator totally is a beast is. I need to learn. But. Yeah. So we typically ask who is like your biggest, you know, influencer media person that you look up to. And you can answer that. However, I almost think it's going to be a little different because I know you and I spent a lot of time looking at what other churches are doing mm -hmm. because of what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I, so I have this, I do have a feeling on just generally when it comes to art and okay. creativity in churches. I don't know where this is going. Yeah, you'll see. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think sometimes as a church, I'm talking, you know, not like big C church that we we let culture kind of decide where, what we do or push us, what we do create creatively. Um, and I feel so strongly that church should be like leading the way in creativity. Should be and leading the culture. Not exactly. The culture yeah. The and just, and, and pushing those 
pushing those ideas and pushing some of those creative boundaries like before the culture is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, not many do it. Yeah. You know, and I think, but I think the, the ones who are and are trying to um, are do it so well. I mean, Elevation Church is one that I look to a lot. Their their inspiration film team is fabulous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the The videos that Elevation puts out is incredible. I mean, they're insane. Yeah. So, what's an example of uh, a graphic element that you feel you've worked on that's really pushed the limits? Hmm. Or That's led by example. I'll have to think about that for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's tough because I do think, you know, you're, you still have, like, I'll say your, your day-to-day, week-to-week things that just, like, need to get done, right? Like, <laughs> you still have like our favorite phrase is Sunday still comes, um, (laughs) right. It It still comes, uh, on Sunday. So there's just those things that need to happen like throughout the week that, yeah, you need like a sermon series graphic where you're not necessarily pushing anything. Mm, Yeah. You don't have to reinvent the wheel on a sermon graphic, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, Yeah. What kind of stuff would you want to push the limits on? Mm. Is this Instagram? Is this like, what kind of, what are we talking about? Yeah. Or maybe everything. I don't know. I would say it's everything. Yeah. I wouldn't say it. I do think it's just like creativity and arts just in general. Like I love seeing churches just like push that. And like, um, because I do think, I think people connect to it. Like, I think it's something that whether you have a relationship with Christ or, you know, believe in God or not, that people can identify with a good, like if something is aesthetically pleasing, Mm -hmm. if something looks good, if something sounds good, um, you know, if it's like a, a shareable thing. I think a lot about like, is this shareable mm-hmm. <laughs> in like when I'm creating content for like Instagram, um, I'm usually mostly like Instagram minded when it's like shareable stuff, because if it works on Instagram, it'll work on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Usually, typically. Um, yeah. So, you know, a lot of words usually isn't as shareable and it's finding that balance too, of just like, you know, you're still a church. You still you're like your mission, my mission, my my heart is advancing God's kingdom and and growing that. And so it's it's finding that that balance of um, like keeping that big picture at, like at the forefront of everything I do, um, but also looking at other things. Just like okay, what is this like secular business doing? Secular company company doing that's working for them, and how can we? Because not all of those things just translate really easily into church, like how you would either advertise or use social media. Um, they don't translate easy or <laughs> seamlessly. So 
it's thinking about like, how can I use some of those things, some of those ideas and make it work for us, for the church and, and would it work? I also think being a church in New England and Vermont is a totally different ball game than say if we were in Ohio or somewhere in the Midwest. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a hugely different ball game. Yeah, it is. And, you know, having been in Florida for a bit, and I mean, I've spent a fair amount of time, we have family in the Midwest, so I've spent a fair amount of time in the Midwest at summer camps and churches out there that it's just, it's so different. Like people in the South and the Midwest just have a general... um acceptance of church and of God that we don't see here in Vermont in particular and in the, in the Northeast. Um, so it's like really starting from like no, no base, no spiritual or belief Mm -hmm. base and figuring out. And so in that sense, it is, it's, you know, in a sense, I hate comparing it to like good advertising, because when you, when I think of advertising in like a secular sense, it's like after it's after the, the bottom dollar, right? Like it's after the profit. Um, how can I get people to buy this product and make some money off of it? And that's not our goal. That's not my goal. My goal is like, how can I, how can I show people, um, the value that Jesus has in their life? who don't see that there's a value in that. And so it's like a, yeah, a you're, spiritual, yeah. You're not selling thing. per se, but you are, it is yeah, an advertising type but yeah. of thing. Something that I think you and I have talked about. Mm-hmm. Something I'm constantly thinking about is like, we walk this line a lot and what we do in ministry, meaning like, like whatever that be. Where it's like, we have to make content that is digestible to anyone mm-hmm. without tricking anybody, mm-hmm. but also being authentic. Yep. It is like an impossible balance. It's yeah. very tricky. It's it is. Really I, tricky. In fact, I almost think, granted, I have not worked in <laughs> <laughs> any kind of secular advertising, <laughs> but I have worked with some people just like in, you know, in connecting points that, I feel like it's it's harder doing this for for a church and um, with that in mind again because you you like you said Cam you don't want you're not trying to trick people yeah you don't want you know like clickbait right stuff, right right you know right. there's like some restrictions to after. it yeah because really. there's still <laughs> there's a, a an ethical integrity piece that you just I I know I personally hold on to like, you know, I don't want people to, and that's honestly, that's probably how the church has, the big church has gotten a bad rap in the past too. Like Mm. from feeling that, you know, people's experience with church has been inauthentic or hypocritical Mm -hmm. and, um, and really harmful to some people. And it's like, I don't want that to be anybody's experience. Yeah. With our church. Well, that's a good point. This is what makes me so passionate about telling people <laughs> stories. Okay. Yeah. Because there is like, okay, well, obviously we know biblically that we're called to be witnesses. Okay. But also like the best kind of marketing 
in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is my opinion. Okay. Yeah. The best kind of marketing in a church is the people's stories. Oh, 100%. Mm. Yeah. And what's incredible is I've taken that to every other secular job that I do and it works there too. (laughs) Telling people's stories. Yeah. It's like, even like, for instance, did a bunch of videos for a, uh, not a farming company, not a bird seed company. I'm trying to think of how to categorize them. They basically... Come they're on. like a hardware, they're like a hardware <laughs> store, but like not, but like they sell like dog, like yeah, a bunch I, of animal I, food. I, I know which story you're talking I know. about how based you, on your description. How would you describe that? Uh, it's a farm and garden store. Yeah. Nice <laughs> farm and yard. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what we did is like, if, because we looked at it and we're like, we can't sell bird seat. Oh, Nobody yeah. cares. Right. Yeah, yeah, you like, have to whoop. sell the story. <laughs> Unless you sell the story. Yeah. yeah. And, and and you sell the story that people do. It, it literally works. It, it, that kind of sounds terrible when you're talking about ministry, but it, yeah. no, it is. it's kind of what's happening, you know? I think, uh, I think about and relate a lot to um, Humans of New York. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, if you're familiar with him, I mean, it's he's huge now. I mean, Humans of New York is like its own. Yeah organization. Everybody's heard of it. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't always the case. And I noticed what he was doing early on in his humans of New York journey when it was just looking at like, Hey, we live in this, I live in this giant city with millions of people and like, what are their stories? And that, and I, I believe that's why humans of New York has existed and it's grown because it's all about people's stories. That like, personal I mean, connection. Yeah. That personal connection. People, um, I think people just innately have a desire to connect with people and feel like there's a shared experience. There's a shared, you know, that you're not alone in something that you've, you've faced. Um, and that there's, there's such a huge value in that. So I do, th- I think about that a lot with church and stories. Yeah. You've wanted to do something like that forever in Burlington. A humans I in New have. York thing. Yeah. Mm. It still hasn't happened. It hasn't. Which is partly my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that I, I because have, even so. <laughs> before you were on staff, I've, I've wanted to do something like that, but I just haven't had the capacity i'm not a photographer or <laughs> a videographer you know right I, you don't necessarily want to just like humans of burlington mm-hmm. and copy the thing yeah you, right. know, you gotta exactly. make it your own yeah exactly i didn't want to be a copy and paste thing but hmm. yeah there are some things that i am just not very good at and <laughs> that's one of them photography and yeah 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 and that's an important piece in capturing people's stories is you need you need i mean well imagery imagery yeah yeah hmm. i would agree mm-hmm. obviously <laughs> <laughs> um you've only really ever done stuff for essex right as far as i mean you've done stuff for me but yeah um i have so a yes and no i've done stuff for my husband and his mm. job his right. business um, yes. Yes. 
I've done a bit for him. Um, and I have done some, so I don't, do you remember the fish and loaves? Yes. Uh, vaguely. So like down, like downstairs, <laughs> downstairs. I know the rooms. Yes. <laughs> does it <laughs> yeah, have anything name. to do with that? It does have any, it does have something to do with that. Oh, so okay. it was, I've never, I've never known what those were there for. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, um, yeah, it's, it's just, I think the direction of things changed and, but anyway, it's like a church it was initiative a, that didn't, well, it was a, it was a actually its own nonprofit. No, oh. it was, that was separate from the church. Um, and they had a, a whole different, like, uh, MO kind of thing. Anyway, again, cause it was separate kind of from the church. Feed the community sort of thing. It right? was. Yep. And it, it was bigger than that. It was like, it, it was a lot about food and, um, you know, like urban, like food deserts and providing stuff like that. But also education. There was like an education mm. piece. Anyway, I did a lot of stuff for them hmm. too when they were, yeah. I've always wondered what that, <laughs> those rooms, why they were called that. Fish and loaves. And what they were doing. Yeah, I was like, oh, the fish them. and loaves rooms downstairs. Like, yeah. Is that still a thing or is that project sunset? Well, it was, I, my understanding is I think it was sort of tabled indefinitely. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily like (laughs) just done or, but but yeah, so I've done stuff for them. Um, but I don't have a whole lot of time for a lot else. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll get like a little, like just a, a tiny little side request from somebody. Who, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's usually some connection, like someone I know or yeah. someone really knows. So what do you want to do when you grow up? Mm. <laughs> do you want to do this forever? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose your say, next words carefully. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just well, kidding. no, listen. So <laughs> though I, I love what I do. I have a, it's certainly, I'm not sure if I mentioned this when I was talking earlier. I don't think I did, but when those doors were closed and I started in, well, as far as grad school, psychology career goes and, <laughs> and I started down this path it, I could see that it was exactly where God wanted me, even if it wasn't what I thought I would be doing. Um, and since then, I, I definitely feel like a hundred percent God has placed a call for ministry on, on me. And, um, and what that looks like, I think is ever evolving. I mean, even just, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot more. I've been doing a lot more in like, as far as like big picture, I've, I've always been a big picture person, like seeing the big picture behind things, even back when like we used to do Christmas spectacular. Mm. Um, yeah, I could see like the whole thing, like the whole show, um, and yet I could also think through like every little detail that needed mm. to happen to make that big picture happen. Um, 
But so I've been working with um, more people and like on sort of a one-on-one or like a individual ministry basis on like big picture stuff and um, yeah, like that advancing kingdom. I mean, ultimately my passion is people over Hmm. design. Yeah. Um, And so how that looks and how God is going to use that, um, I'll leave up to him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. (laughs) Well, you have a passion for reaching people. Exactly. And I do think, I mean, that's evolved over like the last decade plus and I see that continuing to evolve and what that looks like. Isn't it kind of crazy that you, you felt you're passionate about reaching people Mm -hmm. basically. And you were thrown into this job Mm -hmm. that eventually became the social media monster that we're in now. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It is crazy. Never thought about it like that? (laughs) No, I actually, I think about that a lot. Really? Yeah. And I think about too, um, just how, how God knows so much more than we do when we're making our plans and how, how we can, we can trust him with that Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, I, early on, I clearly, I had a heart for psychology and I thought the communication piece was an important part for that. And just how he's taken both of those things. I mean, you know, the joke is that like psychology majors never end up in psychology because (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like, you know, if somebody is just doing, uh, I don't know, probably something like what I'm doing, like, Oh, you must be a psych major (laughs) because I know like the thing about like English majors. Yeah. It's similar. The the unemployment major. Yep. It's really, (laughs) it's very similar. Everybody majors in psychology and then like a very small percentage does anything. I Hmm. did not believe I would be part of that, but I will say that I have definitely seen where where God used that as part of his plan, like that, that was, that was not just used as part of it. It was an integral part of his plan, like having that base. Um, I mean, in how people, I mean, right. Cause psychology is about people, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and how people, you know, reasons why they behave, they do or think the way they do and differences between um, genders and generations and all that stuff. So and trauma too, and how that applies to what I'm doing now. It's, I mean, I could see it very clearly, even when I started working with students, like that a lot of that psychology and communication was coming in with them and working with them. And it's totally like coming in now too. Yeah. Graphics is communication. So trying to reach people, getting to people, especially in a, in a church setting or even secular advertising, like you were talking about, you're still trying to reach people. So I think the psychology and yeah, totally works. Yeah. (laughs) You just didn't see that coming in college. (laughs) No, I did not. It was not part of my plan, but But it was part of God's plan. And it's been even better than I could have imagined because I, you know, I actually do think I think about that, that like if I was in a sort of traditional, like therapeutic psychology Mm. counseling kind of role, um, I wouldn't, there is, there is a creative side to me that 
is being fulfilled in what I'm doing now and in like how I work with people now and how I minister to people now. And it just, it's such a perfect fit. It was like, I mean, God just knew me better than I knew me. (laughs) Yeah. Can I shift gears a little bit? Yeah, Yeah. go for it. I just remembered a vital detail about you. Okay. You're on the worship team. I kind of forgot (laughs) that this is about all of those things. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. graphic design. She's the, and I okay. Uh-huh. Let's Singer talk too. about that. <laughs> yeah, I like totally. Well, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Anyway, that just came to me. I was like, oh yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of facets. Yeah, you're also a singer. Okay, so I do sing. tell us about that. How did that come about? Okay. Well, totally shifting gears here. It's really shifting gears. I have a whole another podcast now. <laughs> so I um. <laughs> I actually, I was on a, like a student led worship team. What was it called? It you always was start in youth ministry. You always start <laughs> in youth ministry. That's why youth ministry, student ministry is so important. It is man. so important. It's a training yeah. ground. Yeah. Hey, hey, that's for students. That's how, it's where passions are. That is why are, I'm on staff. Are lit. Yeah. That's because we started, in, I started in youth ministry. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, yeah. So I was on a, a worship team. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of it. This was back when acro- everything was an acronym, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, yeah. oh, yep, it was BLAST. It was huh. called BLAST, <laughs> and it stood for Big Loud Awesome Service for Teens. Of course. That, was- is, that is the most youth ministry <laughs> yep. band name ever. Like I love 90s it. or two, early, early 2000s. Late 90s, early 2000s. Anyway, wow. so that was like blast. a Sunday morning yeah, blast, blast, which was like a, a middle school, high school. You just like shudder at that a little bit. I know it's a little cringeworthy, um, but that was the time. Yeah, fits the time. So I, uh, anyway, I sung with a student band that was a student church service on Sunday mornings back way back then. And, um, yeah, so I, I sort of just continued with it. Like when I was home, um, so wait, did you just, I mean, did you like sing growing up or was this like, Oh, give me a microphone. uh, I can do this. Like what's the deal? I mean, a a little, you know, I don't, (laughs) I wouldn't call, I would call myself like a B singer, you know, (laughs) just real question. Yeah. Are the two E's and B silent? In B? Yeah, like a... Bzz. Oh. Stop yeah. It. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Oh. Anyway, continue. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not silent. We don't want to waste brain cells on that. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I just... I, I'm not like... My sister is an incredibly naturally gifted singer. Oh, really? Like she, and she was always naturally theatrical and just had a more of a stage presence, I would say. Um, <laughs> so I sang like, I mean, and I, you know, again, growing up in church, like also that was also very like, you know, 90s church was a lot of like, I mean, I would, I, I would, we would sing, like, I would sing with my dad, like on Sunday morning, like that was part mm-hmm. of like <laughs> church service, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like singing us, he's got the whole world in his hands or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've been singing 
since I can remember. Um, but not in any kind, it was never like a huge part of my life. Like when I, especially when I got into high school, you know, I sang, like I said, I sang a little bit in that student led band through church, but you know, I didn't sing like in anything through schools. Um, I didn't really sing in college at all. Hmm. Um, like I said, when I come home, I would jump in a little bit on, on worship team that was here and choir when we had a choir. Um, but even that, like that's evolved over the years for me and how Hmm. that looks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, with worship leading anyway, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to leave this in or take it out, Okay, (laughs) but it's like, like your, I got to choose my words wisely here. You can lead people. Yes. From a stage. Yes. Like you're saying that I, I am capable of doing that. Like I do that. Like you do it very well. Okay. Yes. I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, um, I do. I like to think I have a pretty, I mean, we all have a bias when we think about ourselves, right? But mm-hmm. I, I do like to think that I have a fairly realistic view of what I'm, what my strengths and weaknesses are, which is why I said I consider myself a B singer because I know I'm not like some, some, some people just have a natural cadence, a natural ability vocally that I, I don't have. I mean, I can... I can, I have worked to make that better. Um, but it's just, some of it is what it is and <laughs> I know what I have. And, but I, I also, I'm in that same sense, I know what I have and I, I do know like leadership is definitely one of my giftings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can lead people. Um, yeah, no, the church yeah. wakes up when you're there. Oh, well, thank you. That's, that's no, that's just, that's how I always describe it to people. It's like the church wakes up that morning, you know, um, because you know how to lead people. And that's interesting because of just everything that we've talked about and, yeah. and how, mm. um, you know, and Ron talks about this a lot, you know, and, in, in leading us as a, as a worship team that, um, like you can, the, the leading, leading people, um, it's, it's such a, a harder thing, I think, to get when, it, when you're talking about worship um, than it is. I mean, you can you can work with almost I'll say almost anybody who has some some kind of quality of instrumentality, musicality, um, if they can fit into a team well and lead well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I my own personal you know thoughts and opinions on that too is like you know again worship should look different than, than other forms of music, right? Like, um, anybody who can sing well, you can come on a Sunday morning and hear it and think, Oh, that was nice. Like that sounded great. You know, it was, Mm -hmm. the band sounded good. Vocals sounded good. The mix sounded good. Um, but worship should be a, a different, like a next level of engagement of connecting, um, that, is a some, I mean, it's a little bit harder, I would say maybe to, to hone some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
in developing people in a worship sense. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's a whole nother aspect other than singing, Mm -hmm. just like there's a whole nother aspect other than advertising that we're talking about. The the goal is to get to the feels Mm -hmm. and and really reach people deeply and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, I get to those feels. Honestly, I hate the word feel. I don't know. You wouldn't know. It gives me the wind. That was a real shudder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I hate that word. But yeah, uh, reach people deeply more than just like going to a concert. Like it feels good. But like, no, you want to like really move people uh, on a Sunday morning and and bring them in. Hmm. So vulnerable. I'm not sure if you knew this about me, but I, I do have some life experience that has shaped a little bit how I lead that might be surprising. Hmm. Um, Is it youth ministry? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was a competitive cheerleader. Oh, for, um, I think I did know competitive, competitive, Okay, (laughs) not just a cheerleader, a competitive cheerleader. It's important to, you know, to specify, to to distinguish the between because, um, yeah, there, (laughs) have you seen, have you seen like cheer on Netflix? Uh, no. Okay, you're not the first person from to tell me to watch it. It's but, a great listen. But no, I, I Willie watched it with me, and he was totally hooked on it. I love this it. is a cheerleading show. It's a documentary. Okay, a docu series. We should get Willie on the podcast. We should. Uh. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Well, if. <laughs> Might not be this podcast <laughs> unless you want, because he is like, for someone who is basically my age, you would think that he is like 90 years old <laughs> when it comes to technology. Tell me about media. your smartphone camera. He, he's like, what camera? Like he doesn't, he just doesn't know. I love it. It's anyway. Fine. It's him. It's great. Competitive cheerleading. Competitive cheerleading. Yeah. So I was a competitive cheerleader through high school and college. And I still, I'm actually, I still judge cheerleading competitions for the state of Vermont. Oh, um, that's neat. Yes. Little sign detail. You help. Well, actually, never mind. Essex. I don't think Essex has won since no. my year. But <laughs> no, they haven't won in a long time. We were like, but weren't we like, no, I'm thinking of gymnastics. Yet. I'm thinking of gymnastics. Gymnastics. Oh. We won like 17 years straight or something like that. No, I mean, that was the case for cheerleading, oh, really? but it was, yeah. Like when I was in high school, we won like, hmm. It was like 11 years or something. Oh, wow. 10, 11 years. Anyway. Anyway. Essex is um, better people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There were some things there that I do, um, I, I talk about a lot when it comes to um, worship ministry because hmm. like in okay. here, so here's an example, okay? Yep. Like when we were practicing for a cheerleading competition and, and this really goes for any sort of, I'll say visual arts. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you can practice choreography, right? And, and I get this, do you, you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can go through the motions on something um, and be able to do it, execute it well, but you also have to like believe what you're doing and believe in what you're doing and not have other people feel that energy right so like one of the things we would do is like we would practice smiling just smiling and mm-hmm. our facials was like the word too because it wasn't <laughs> just smiling it was mm-hmm. like a lot of crazy 
facial expressions. Um, but yeah, you would like, that was part of practicing. Like it wasn't just hitting a stunt or a tumbling pass or, you know, motions. It was like showing, because you have to do it. No one wants to watch like stone face cheerleading <laughs> competitions. It's not yeah. as fun. Right. All right. It's not as engaging. Sure. Like a whole, like part of it is yeah, being part of the energy. engaging. Yeah. The energy um, and practicing that. And then worship team, like you have, Mm. that's an important piece. I mean, even yeah, again, I'll go huge. back to like Christmas spectacular and dance team. When I would um, lead, when I was leading the dance team for Christmas spectacular, I would like have them practice smiling. That was like, because if you don't practice it, when you're in front of people, there's still a, there's still something different about being in front of people whether you're leading people or um, if it's more of a performance in front of people um, that changes the dynamic, changes your own energy. Like there's a little bit more like anxious energy there where you tend to lose some things like, and it's usually smiling. It's usually mm -hmm. shows in your face where if you can, if that becomes second nature, or like mindless, like you don't have to think about smiling anymore. You just mm. do it. Mm -hmm. um, then you don't have to, that's not something you have to think about doing. Like when you're trying to make sure you know where you are leading a song and what verse I'm in, or is it the bridge next or the chorus next? <laughs> yeah, right. Like you're already thinking about those things because you're leading people in those things. You, you don't want to think about smiling and yeah, engaging right. in that way. No, and that's so huge. I mean, we, we, okay, because of the virus and stuff, we haven't had church mm. services. So we right. went and did some recordings and the last set of recordings um, that we did was after a m giant power outage and one right. thing led to another, basically half the stuff, just everything was just going wrong that night. And like the recordings are terrible mm. because <laughs> everyone is pissed on stage <laughs> and just like so sick of all Not the stuff the that, that was happening elsewhere. Um, and that, and I only say that because it's like, you know, I don't want somebody listening to be like, oh, well, they're all just like fake smiling up there. No, it's not fake. But it's yeah. like, it, it, one, it's not fake. It's authentic. But when it, yeah. when you're like, this freaking lyrics are wrong again, you got to wait for them to change because that's what happened. I had to go and redo all the lyrics. Oh, no. um, <laughs> I don't even know how that, <laughs> so like, where is it going with this? Um, but yeah, it's like, it's still has to happen because of leading people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. It does. So. No. And I do think like, yeah, it absolutely has to be authentic. Right. And yeah. I will say like, that is one thing too. Um, in whether it's a key difference that I've seen in, I get, if you know, from like, I'll say like cheerleading, hmm. competitive cheerleading to like either worship, dance like a dance team or worship you know vocally leading is it has to be authentic you know i mean you can fake smile and like i don't know do crazy things with your face during a cheerleading competition but if it's not authentic when you're doing it in worship or in um in again performing like dance in a worship service then it's you're you're not doing it right yeah that's got to be kind of hard at times because like you know somebody may love cheerleading or love dancing so they legitimately mm -hmm. feel joy from that but 
like Cam was saying, some nights just yeah. you don't have your game on. So trying to put on that stage presence of smiling mm-hmm. while being authentic, I, I would think would be challenging at times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and there have definitely been times like personally when I've been leading worship on a Sunday morning where, you know, it's been a real just like rough personal place that I've been in. Um, You know, other things are going on where you, and this is where I do feel like worship is different. It's not so much about the smiling though. Like that is a a piece of it again, like just, Mm -hmm it becoming a part of what it's a practical piece. Um, the authentic authenticity piece is the biggest part. Um, and so like on those, I know some of those Sundays that I've come in, not feeling, I'll say like joyful, not like feeling down, feeling frustrated, feeling tired or, you know, emotionally, mentally exhausted. Um, worshiping from that raw authentic place i think has just as much impact as worshiping with a smile and with um with joy i mean and there've been mm-hmm. there've been lots of times where i've been leading and i feel like my voice catch from just what's, <laughs> whatever's going on in mm-hmm. my personal life that it's it just comes through and it's it's just amazing how it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on. Like if you're just coming to, if you're coming to it from a place of authenticity and a place of just allowing God to work, worship through you, lead through you. Um, Cause I do, I start all my, my Sunday mornings um, before going out on the platform um, with that prayer on my heart is that it would just, that it would be him there, that he, him, using me as his vessel and however that looks and whatever that may be and, and not me and putting myself aside and putting him above. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I switch gears again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back to media. I just remember you, you've taught some, you've taught some classes, maybe only one. I was there for one of them. <laughs> I don't know how many, um, but I've you, a few. Okay. So you've taught some classes on, yeah. on, on, what you do on social media, on, on graphics and, mm-hmm. and specifically for churches, I assume those were. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, specifically for churches. Yep. So give us some information. I mean, give some churches <laughs> some advice here. Okay. So, um, like I've done, so I've, I've gone a couple different directions with some okay. of these. One is more of just like a personal, like how I feel, um, my personal sort of beliefs as a, as a believer, someone who claims to, to know Christ and love Christ, uh, how we should be using social media. Um, like as individuals. As individuals. Gotcha. Um, and then there's some mm. stuff as like a church. But so as far as individuals go, I always think, and, and this really translates to, to anything. I think you can apply it to any aspect of your life. But... It, is it coming from a place of love? You know, like what's your, where is it coming from? Like, are you, are you like, is the thing you're posting is the thing you're sharing? Um, I mean, I love a good meme. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> those it doesn't only always have to have, have like a deep meaning, <laughs> right? Yeah, like right. memes are just mindless and funny. And the two, the, the two E's and B was a meme. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't okay. come up well, with that myself. Okay. Maybe we needed the visual to go with it. To well, I, it. I actually, Maybe. I see, I didn't get the visual. Somebody just like visual. Some just like read it to me. Okay. I was like, that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> are you escalating? I, I, I think of it a lot as like, are you, are you speaking love into people's lives? Are you, are you fostering, um, community? Are you fostering relationships, you know? And if the answer is no, then I would think twice about what it is you're, what it is you're putting out there. And that's not, I don't mean that in an inauthentic way. Cause I do think sometimes it can come across as like, if you just hear it like that, like, I don't know. You think of like Instagram, like that everything's perfectly staged and mm-hmm. um, so that you get the shot and the caption that you want. Um, I mean, like keep it authentic, keep it real, but just like what's, what's thinking, just thinking about it more. Like mm-hmm. that was like my yeah. big thing in working with students that I don't think we think about things enough. Like, yeah. I don't think we think yeah. about the the impacts of our words, of our actions, and um, especially when it comes to social media. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about like, Are what you impact. blindlessly posting? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because here's the thing too, with social media, so my little finger wag. Pay, <laughs> pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you it's easy to lose sight of your sphere of influence when you're on social media and because you know you you see like you just never know who is going to see what you see and like how far of a reach and how big that sphere goes or what spheres they cross with bigger than your close friends or your target yeah, audience than who shows up in your newsfeed because yeah. of yeah. Facebook algorithms. Like, right. and I think sometimes it's easy to forget that, that there are algorithms that show you <laughs> certain people mm-hmm. and that will show you to certain people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, well, yeah. yeah. It makes you think that does make you think <laughs> you always think about the algorithms yeah, sending you things. Uh huh. Right. But yeah, but those wh- algorithms who are you are, really in front of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those algorithms are sending you places. Yeah, it's funny we're talking about this. Me and my buddies were googling each other the other night. Mm. How'd that go, <laughs> dude? It's like, like it literally. If you look it up, please don't. It'll tell you how <laughs> well, much you know, we have to now. It'll yeah. tell you how much money my company has made. Oh, that's really creepy. That's yeah, and it's like an estimate. Huh. It's an ass. Yeah, I was like. Huh? I'm like on this website and huh. it has me, the owner, how many employees I have, which is me and well, like, yeah. like how much money I'm estimated to make a year. Like it is crazy. Hmm. Anyway, side, side, yeah. side note. Um, so that's your, your, your piece for individuals. Yeah. Just think, just think, just think. More. I agree think a little bit more. Please. I wish people would think about a Please. lot of things. A little I, bit I more. was talking with my wife about that recently. Like I think the majority of people don't think, think 
<laughs> and I'll stop there, but like, I don't think there's a lot of people that are deep thinkers. Like mm-hmm. they don't take a step back and think about the world or what their actions mm-hmm. have on the world. And they really, people need to just stop yeah. and think more. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they need to be better listeners. Go to that big picture. Okay. Yeah. Big picture. Yeah. Psychology major. Okay. <laughs> I learned this okay. like recently okay. that some people can't have internal dialogues with themselves. Mm-hmm. True or false? Well, uh, I think it's true. Uh, sure. Okay. What? I don't know. Yeah. Some like, people can't. I mean, apparently some people legitimately cannot like talk to themselves. Like the I first time they think that. like, like basically the first time they think of something is when it's coming out. That seems dangerous. I know. I mean, let me put it this way. I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to say true or false in that sense, but I don't think humans are beyond anything like mm-hmm. when it comes to abilities or inabilities. Yeah. I just don't, I don't remember what source I heard that from or if it was reliable it's an or interesting not. Yeah. thought thing. Like even if it's not true, I think, you know, I'm sure there's a scale that some people are, are more internal thinkers mm-hmm. or, um, well, I analyze everything for instance. Yeah. And some yeah, people definitely, analytical. Yeah. some people definitely mm-hmm. analyze less. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> thing to think oh, okay. about. Okay. I would also just like to throw this into okay. you say, I don't know, one of you said something about like, where did it come from? I'm not sure where it came from. Please look at where things are coming from when you're, this goes back to oh. personal stuff on social media. Like before you just like share something that looks factual. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, it is like a huge I honestly think like partially why we're in where we are, where we are mm-hmm. is, uh, you can stop there. Right? Yeah. We know where we are <laughs> country as a, yeah. uh-huh. you know, global community It's because there's so much out there that is opinion yeah. that gets shared as fact. Looks and like it, fact. Can, just so it fake. gets confused. And the thing, I mean, there's the thing too, like everything, even something, uh, this, is gonna, this might get a little too, I don't know whatever anything is kind of relative right even like statistics which are pretty hard and fast and can be interpreted mm-hmm. different ways or can be can be published in different ways mm-hmm. like can show something or not show something so everything is i'll say a little relative even the hard stuff even the hard cold facts because whoever's reporting it still has their own bias and slant on their, their own personal worldview that is going to come out. So I just think even just thinking about that, like recognizing that we all have a bias, we all have a worldview that is different and who's sharing these facts, even if they are facts, like I was saying, like who, who is it coming from and, mm-hmm. and what's their worldview and how does that fit with your worldview and your own biases and all that stuff. Anyway. Or even just paying attention to who posted that graphic. It may be a graphic of a statistic, right? But yeah. if it's, it's shared by funny memes, yeah. page dot you or stupid, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know, <laughs> you, you know, cause it's like total <laughs> garbage like that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, no, and just like, where's the source of that information coming yeah. from? And you know, people, yeah, there's are, a lot of deception out there. That's for sure. Um, and so who, who do you trust? It's so, hard to decipher, I think. Yeah. Well, with, with the, I would say social media climate that we're in, but like more speak, less speaking about political crap, but more speaking towards like 
the virus. Mm-hmm. How does this change what you do moving forward? Hmm. Well, it's certainly secured some things in what <laughs> I do. Like as far as it's, you know, it's not going away. Like the digital communication, digital services, you know, digital ministry, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I, I, I don't personally, I don't think it's ever going to go mm-hmm. away. I think there's always going to be uh, a need. And a, of course, like there's more, I'll, I'll, I wouldn't say more value, but a different value, a strong value in, in person stuff. But there are people who just, need to be able to connect remotely digitally that is not going away so Mm. that I think that's changed um not necessarily from like me personally what I do certainly had a lot more work like initially yeah I was working a lot (laughs) don't have to make Um, that weekly bulletin no, yeah. that's gone. The flyer Thankfully. is gone. I'm trying to get rid of it. So funny thing. That's going to be gone for a while. When I started as a temp. Oh boy. I, what the bulletin was like something I was like, oh yeah, I'll help with that. Yeah. And 15 years later, You're the thing is like a it. boomerang. You just try to give it away to somebody else. And it always comes back. Like if you're there, oh, yeah, the yeah. bulletin always comes back to of, you. Yeah, it's so kind of going different if, to different people. Yeah. Oh, well. Don't ever take on the bulletin. That lovely bulletin. All right. Um, one quick piece on churches. We'll jump back to, okay. you know, because you had, you had mm-hmm. advice for churches, possibly. Possibly. For social media. Yeah. I mean, you talk courses on it. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I mean, and that really, you know, a lot of my thoughts on that has to do more with, um, I'll say missional living. Mm-hmm. Um, and really embracing that as a church. Um, so I think if you can embrace missional living and, you know, just what I mean by that is like that your, your, your focus as a church, um, I think because churches are still, you know, we we're in this world, we're in this time in history and culture that we like the church is functionally operates like a business, right? But we're, I mean, we're more than a business, but there are just logistical things that a church does that are like any other business around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think that can bog churches down in losing their, the vision and the purpose to why they exist and why they should exist. Like it's not about... Um, like what songs or how loud the music is or you know what color the auditorium or is or whether you call it an auditorium or sanctuary um like getting hung up on these things views or chairs these little <laughs> things that really detract from the purpose of the church and the purpose of the church is advancing God's kingdom right and reaching people so that they can have a relationship with, with Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. If that's our, that's our goal. Um, and like, so how, how do you do that? I think that the church has lost that, um, you know, we're living in a, a post Christianity world, um, where that, that 
sort of foundational belief of like everybody accepting God, like a God um, is not there. We're not operating out of that. So we're a lot like the early church in that, in that regard, like starting from no belief or from disbelief Hmm. and even like starting from a place of um, rejected belief, right? Because of harm that the church has caused. And so I think for some people, some churches, um, like breaking out of your Christian bubble and like really building relationships um, to reach people for Christ and and in an authentic way. Like it's, mm-hmm. this is not about like handing out a tract on <laughs> Halloween with your candy to, or leaving it like, what looks like a fake, you know, $50 bill. That's really a track on, you know, mm. for, as a tip at a restaurant. Like mm. it's, it's little things like going to a local, like, I mean, I think you know, some of the relationships I've built have been, you know, like I've gone to yoga classes and building relationships with people that, you know, it starts in a, in a class like that. And then, you know, we might get coffee after the class and we might get lunch after the class. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's spending time with people and building relationships with people so that you can invite them in to, um, to your life, which in your life should represent that connection with, with Jesus and the impact that, that Jesus has had in your life. Um, so all that to say, my biggest thing for churches when it comes to social media, when it comes to communicating um, is thinking about missional living. Cause I think if you can, if you've got missional living, then that piece should come. You can't go wrong with that piece. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with like, because here's the thing too, like what works for, for me and for us at Essex Lions church isn't necessarily going to work for the church even in the neighboring town or mm-hmm. the church um, in, you know, a different part of the country. Like we have, you have to be able to know your, the community you're in and the, the church should make the community a better place. And so how are you um, being able to, to show that through social media, through, um, through graphic design, through your communication that like, our, our church is like wants to make our community a better place and cause that's what people connect with. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself, uh, trying to strive for a really high quality product? One thing I got from Josh Becker when I did, did some video projects with him, um, back then is he, he always tried to push us to not be church basement style. Mm-hmm. and not just be kind of, you know, lame, throw it together. We do it because we're the youth ministry. You know, we, he always tried to push us to be high quality yeah. and, and take it a step up. Do you find yourself uh, pushing quality limits in order to really reach the elements of your job at church? Yes. I'll, I'll say yes with a caveat. <laughs> um, I do think, you know, we're, uh, what I'm seeing I've been noticing um, with coronavirus in particular is that I think that's shifting a bit for 
for everybody for I mean, secular church world that there is a shift happening where um, I think quality is still super important. I mean, you don't want to like half-ass stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you want it to be like full, your your full effort, your full heart, like of um, of what whatever it is you're doing. So that piece, but. I think for a while we got into a place of um, like being almost too focused on quality that you lose some authenticity. And Mm. so I think keeping that Mm. authentic, authentic quality. You brought up a good point with the coronavirus, how that's maybe changing is Mm -hmm. that I think the generally acceptable like level of quality has come down because everybody's moved on zoom or streaming of some sort. And, uh, we've chosen a very high level of a video stream of going full HD cameras and everything and then broadcast on YouTube, very high quality. But a lot of people are just like talking to the iPhone sort of deal. And people are accepting of that because that's kind of the barrier of what's out there right now. So that's, that's an interesting point too, that now that uh, it's challenged the communication, mm-hmm. I, I think the way of reaching people has almost taken a notch back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you think too, like people have been kind of forced to like shoot stuff from home in yeah, isolation right. in hmm. every industry, you know? Like it doesn't matter right. what you're watching. There's comedians that it's they're just, late just show, yeah. Yeah, doing yeah. it on, do it online yeah. in their room. So your quality, I mean, they still, I know for if you have the money, if places have the money, they'll send their, their people like quality production equipment like the cameras and the microphones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just like your cell phone, but, um, but it's just, it's different, right? It's not, um, it's not highly produced and polished. And I think, I think people have started connecting with that in a way that like, you still want the quality there. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a comes that a point that where that shouldn't be the threshold that it's getting the information yeah. out there you know, is and the I, important part. Yeah. And I think like in anything we do, we should do it with excellence, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, especially as believers, like we should you know, if we're if what we do is to glorify God and honor him, then everything we do should be done with with excellence and with our utmost, right? That that shouldn't go away. We shouldn't just accept like a lower quality or less effort. Do you have any strategies or techniques or ways to navigate how to reach the multi different generations, mm. especially on social media? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause I do actually, I think a lot about demographics and who we're reaching and you know what, how that works. Um, and so when I like meet with ministry leaders or when I'm looking at um, putting things out there, one of my first questions is like, who, what's your target audience? Like, who are you? And some of that, sometimes that's demographics, right? Or, you know, generational differences. Mm-hmm. Um Cause that depends, I think on what just like style of things and how you put things out. 
um, and where you put things out. Like, you know, I wouldn't target, um, I wouldn't target high school students on Facebook. I would target them on Instagram, but I would target high school parents on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I mean, and even around here too, um, we actually have a big, bigger population of, um, like an older generation that isn't on any social media <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. And how do you keep them in involved engaged, and yeah. engaged? And, you know, I think, I, I think just as a, it's important to look at the, the generation you, you're building into, um, like who's going to take over for the right. foundation and the, that the foundation that the like the current generation or the, the previous generation has laid. Um, so there's definitely a focus on that, but you also don't want to lose people along the way. Um, so just, I don't know, that's not really a direct answer, but I do think about it a lot. Um, do you find yourself more targeting like, okay, this, this media outreach is really pushed towards boomers versus this one here. I'm really going to target towards millennials. Or do you just try to shoot like something that's going to kind of reach everybody at a certain level? Yeah. I mean, again, it's, if I think about like big church stuff, um, it's a bigger, broader reach. And I wouldn't say as, as a narrowed in, um, goal kind of a thing and yeah and in that sense is trying to think of like you know who thinking of the broadest base of who's that's gonna who that's gonna connect with and hopefully you know too again thinking of missional living that that's right um that kind of overlaps everything yeah that it's i'm always thinking about like if i if i'm not a church person how does this look to me? How, what is a saying to me? If I know nothing about church at all, like it's a good lens to have on. Is it? Yeah. How is that going to, what's it going to say? Is it going to offend me? Is it going to draw me in? Um, yeah. Where can people find you and where can people find the work that you do? Hmm. Well, I don't have like a website of just me and my work. Um, <laughs> That's okay. So if you want to see things that I do, um, you can visit our Essex Alliance Church Facebook page or Instagram account um, and see some of the stuff. I mean, most of the stuff that's on there is stuff that I've at least had my hand in, um, if not totally done. Um also, uh, any sermon series graphics that you might see on our YouTube channel um, and messages, um, I do those. Um, yeah, yeah. org. Maybe. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there um, yet. Stay tuned. Don't go there. Uh, <laughs> no, but you can get other places from there. Not really. Sometimes. <laughs> not very well. Don't We're go there, guys. Um, uh, <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have anything else to add? Um, yeah. Or I mean, yeah, you can reach me, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H at EssexAlliance.org if you have any thoughts, questions. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. I'm on Instagram and Facebook too, so you can always find me on there. Sweet. Mm -hmm. 
Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah.